You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of Your New Puppies Podcast. I'm Debbie, and today I'm going to give you the first four steps to teaching any new command. So essentially, I'm talking about, you know, your obedience commands or any kind of new skill you're teaching your dog. I don't expect you to come away from this episode and be able to teach your dog any new obedience skill. That's not really exactly the point. The point is that that when we're starting from scratch, we really need to build this strong foundation to make sure that our commands are strong and reliable. And these are the exact steps that we tend to skip. So depending on exactly what you're teaching their dog, there is going to be some kind of variation. But the foundation they, they create, the lessons that each one of these teach is universal. Okay, so the four steps I'm talking about is number one, the lore. Number two, add the command. Number three, hide the treat and use a hand signal. And number four, intermittent treats. So let's go over each of these and what they mean and what we're teaching our dog. So the lore is without saying a word, and that's key, we don't say a word, we encourage our puppy or our dog into the position or action that we want. So I'm going to use sit as an example throughout this whole episode because we all know sit and it's usually the first thing we teach our dog. The lure would be taking a treat, pointing it out his nose, and then lifting that treat up and back towards his forehead. And the idea is that he's going to look up at the treat and his rump's going to go on the ground. Sometimes it's not that easy, but that's what we're doing. We're trying to encourage him into the sitting position. Now, the reason why it's a key that we don't say a word is there's no expectation here. We didn't ask him to do anything. So if his rump goes to the ground, great, we give him a treat. And we're teaching him that position is a good thing. And if he doesn't, if it takes a while and a little finagling to get him there, no big deal. Who cares? We didn't actually ask him to do anything. And we usually skip this step and go straight into using the command and it starts to lose its meaning because we forget that our dog doesn't speak our verbal language. They don't understand what the word sit means. We do. So we have this almost subconscious assumption that they do. So we end up going sit, sit, come on, sit, come on, sit, where we might as well be saying, go jump over the moon or shmeh. So the first thing we need to do is this action is a good thing. So we don't say a word during this step. Now, when they're reliably sitting for us, nine out of 10 times, so 90% of the time, then we can move on to the next step, which is adding the command. So we're still luring a little bit, but now we're going to say the word sit. And now we only have to say it once because they already understand what we want from them. And that's where they're going to make the connection to this one word command to my butt being on the ground. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to work our way away from the lore, hopefully. So when we say the word, 
his butt's going on the ground. And once he's doing that, nine out of 10 times, 90% of the time, then we move on to the next step. A lot of us get stuck at this second step because we're so excited that he listens to us when we say the word sit, we think we're done when we're not. So the next step is we're gonna hide the treat and add a hand signal. The hand signal is optional, but I do highly recommend it. I'll tell you why in a second. But this hiding of the treat, the purpose of this is to prevent the dreaded bribing scenario. So when you have that dog who will only listen to you if they see a treat or a piece of food in your hand, then you're bribing them. It's the difference between I'm going to listen to you because I want that treat, then you giving them a treat because they listen to you. Very subtle, but it makes a big difference. Scenario one, your dog is calling the shots. Scenario two, you are calling the shots. Here's a hint. The human should always be calling the shots. Okay, so the reason why we add a hand signal or I recommend a hand signal is it just adds another layer to your dog learning this command because they're actually better visual learners than they are vocal learners. So seeing a hand signal and connecting it with their butt being on the ground, they might actually learn the command faster. And usually the hand signal will go in the same direction as the lure did. So sit, a standard one is your palms facing up and you just lift your hand up and slightly back, just like you did with the treat. But you can use any hand signal you want. Some people put a fist straight out. It doesn't matter. You could do a jumping jack and that means sit. I don't care. As long as you're consistent with your dog and everybody who's training your dog is consistent. Okay, so we ask our dog for a sit. We're hiding the treat. It could be behind your back. It could be in your pocket. It could be on the counter. It doesn't matter. Now, I heard a rumor that dogs' noses are really good. So he might know the treat's there anyway. doesn't matter. We don't want him to see it. And then when we ask for the sit and he does, then that treat comes out of nowhere and he gets it. So now hopefully he's going to start to process, okay, even if I don't see the reward, even if I don't see the treat, I still might get it. So I should still listen. You see how we don't want to skip this step? Okay, again, nine out of 10 times, 90% of the time, then we can move on to the next step, which is intermittent treats, which simply means we're going to come away from the treats. We're going to slowly give them less and less treats. So maybe we start with every third time we skip the treat. We always do verbal praise, always. We never take it away. We will always have our voice, hopefully. If not, then we have the hand signal. But We'll always have that. So that can always be a reward. We can also add in other types like a toy or you get to go out the front door. You know, we initially start with treats because they're just, it's just very efficient and it's the quickest way to get from point A to point B with most dogs. But now we want to come away from them. So maybe every third time we skip the treat and then maybe we they only get one every other time and then maybe every third time they get the treat. And then it becomes random. This isn't exact science. As long as you're gradually reducing the treats and adding other rewards in, then you're good. We never want to fully come away from the treats because we kind of want it in the back of their mind that there's always that possibility they'll get one. Your dog's a little gambler. So we want him to think, well, maybe this time I'll get a treat. Okay, so now that we've gone through those four, the lore, adding the commands, 
hiding the treat and adding a hand signal and then the intermittent treats or reducing the treats. So now you can see like it's going to be slightly different depending on what you're teaching your dog, um, but definitely the basic ones. And we just, we want to create this reliable, strong foundation of connecting the right word with the action, not bribing and not expecting a treat every time. I don't talk about obedience a whole lot, but I do think it's a very important part of your dog's training. It creates a very special bond with your dog. It's an energy burning, boredom relieving activity, which we need as many of those as possible with our dog. And it also creates that relationship of, I'm going to ask you to do something. And when you do it, I'm going to reward you. And that is all I have for you today. I will be talking to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepaws.com. Hello, Debbie here. I just wanted to pop back in to let you know about my brand new four-week puppy course. So if you're thinking about getting a puppy, or maybe you already have one, this is my new four-week course where I go over all the stuff that you need to get through puppyhood. So it's a lot of stuff that I talk about on the podcast, but I go into greater detail, and throughout the course, you have direct access to me to answer all of your questions. And there's even an option for a one-on-one training video session with me throughout the course. So if you're interested, you can head over to playtimepause.com forward slash puppy, and I hope to see you over there. Bye for now.